be listening, whatever day it is, a happy weekend to you. That's the best and easiest way to say it. And we appreciate you joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. Kind of kickstart that weekend. Maybe bring the first night of it to a uh, to a halt. Either way, welcome on in. Appreciate you making us a part of your weekend right here. Where else? But the Ryan Hickey Show on CBS Sports Radio. Before we go any further, I do have some exciting news to talk about and to share with you all. And that is this. Up until this point, really the only way you could listen to the Ryan Hickey Show right now is live. If you're in your car, if you're up at home, if you're on a walk, if you're out in an Uber, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing at this time of the night, that was really the only time you are able to listen each and every Saturday morning. And I have now finally a solution. You can find my show anywhere you get your podcasts each and every week under the title Hick at Night. Very simple, very easy. Hick at night, night spelled N-I-T-E. So if you are busy, miss the open of the show, maybe you can only stick around for not as long as you usually like to, and you want to still catch up on what we kind of talk about going on throughout the entirety of the four hours, I get it. It's a lot to listen to. It's very hard to carve out four hours of your day, let alone even 20 minutes. So if you want to listen at your own pleasure, we are now in podcast form. Anything you miss from the show will be archived forever. Hick at night, night, N-I-T-E, wherever you do get your podcasts. Very excited about that now going forward, that we will be living on the internet longer than just the four hours that we do the show each and every Saturday morning. Okay, now that that PSA is out of the way, let's start the show with the Denver Broncos. I'll be honest, even before I heard Sean Payton's comments um, about Nathaniel Hackett, and the coaching job he did last year. I'm all in on the Broncos this season. I am all in on Denver. I think they're winning 12 games. I think they're going to the playoffs. And I know a lot of people are down on this team. They were the laughing stock of the league last year. But the reason why I'm buying into a, a turnaround, the reason why I'm not casting off Russell Wilson and calling this team trash is because of one man and one man only. That is Sean Payton. Not only the perfect man to take over this team, I think, for my money, the best offseason move any team in the NFL made the last few months. The hiring of Sean Payton, I think, will have the biggest impact, bigger than Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, bigger than Bryce Young getting drafted by the Panthers. I think the hiring of Sean Payton, to me, is the biggest and best move of this NFL offseason. And the reason why he's the perfect fit in Denver the reason why he is going to lead a turnaround from 5-12 and 12 laughingstock this, uh, last year to 12-5 and five playoff team this year is because he's going to set it straight. He's not sugarcoating anything. He's shooting it straight and telling the team exactly what they need to hear. And that's why when you hear him this week talk about and just take a blowtorch to Nathaniel Hackett, light up him and all his coaches, even taking shots at the current existing front office, taking shots at the Jets and the way they're kind of parading around this offseason with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what kind of mood Sean Payton was in when he was talking to USA Today and Jarrett Bell a few mornings ago, but he was ready and he chose violence. Boy, oh boy, we've never heard a really head coach still in the league talk the way he talked. But hearing Sean Payton talk the way he talked is why I'm all in on Denver. 
That is what they need. Tough love. But I want to ask you this, and I kind of want to dive into more of the why aspect. At this point, it's about 48 hours old. You've heard the comments. You've seen at one point what he said about Hackett, about the Jets, about the team last year. My question, though, is why did he say those comments? We never hear an NFL head coach criticize anybody. All coaches do is respect the hell out of the other team, respect the hell out of the other quarterback and coach, and talk about how they have to treat every team with respect, and they can never overlook their opponent. And you get the classic coach-speak cliche answers each and every week at an NFL podium, even though you know, for example, the Chiefs are about to kick the crap out of the Texans. You're still going to hear Andy Reid talk about how dangerous Houston is and how they really got to be on their P's and Q's or they could lose the game. Even though everybody knows in their mother, there's no chance the Chiefs are going to be losing a game to the Texans or someone of their elk. So Sean Payton going scorched earth. Sean Payton actually telling us what's on his mind. I think he did it for one reason and one reason only. I think he knows this team is a lot of talent. And I think he's giving a warning to the rest of the league. The Broncos are coming. Serving a reminder to his own team right now with their confidence, is, I'm sure, is in the toilet after last year. And sending a reminder to the rest of the NFL. The Broncos are not to be overlooked. They are a team that's going to be a big, big problem this season. Because when you look back to last year's debacle for Denver, what was the reason why they stunk? I would argue, first and foremost, coaching. It's not like they didn't have any talent. It's not like the players they got assembled was the worst roster in the NFL. They sucked first and foremost because they had some of the worst coaching maybe we've ever seen. And I think Sean Payton's right in saying that. I think his evaluation is 100% right where it's more on the coaching staff than it is the players. Because when you look at Russell Wilson specifically, right, this is where it obviously starts. It starts and ends with the quarterback. If Denver is going to be successful this season, even with how great Sean Payton is, they need Russ to go back to old Russ. If we see in 2023, mostly the Russell Wilson we saw in 2022, this team is screwed, and I think Russell Wilson's career is over. He's not coming back to Denver in 2024. They're moving off of him, and I don't know really any other team that's going to really take a chance at that point on damaged goods. I still think, though, and I'm still buying in, Russell Wilson has a lot of good football left in him. He's not washed up. He's not physically declining. This is a guy who still, to me, has a lot of good football to play and a lot of good football to give. He just needs a right person to get out of him. And guess what, for Russ's sake, he has got that in Sean Payton. He has got the right guy in his corner to still get the most out of him going forward. I think the biggest problem for Russell Wilson last year was not physical. It was not even mental. It was in the leadership department. Here's what I mean by that. Russell Wilson, I would equate last year with the Broncos. To me, he was like a kid in a candy store that had free reign, no limits. Right? If you take a kid right now and you take him to a candy store and you say, kid, take whatever you want. Joey, go. The 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 little store is yours Anything you want, any amount you want, you take it, you have it. It is all yours. 
Little Joey, little Sally, they're going to go to the candy store. And guess what? They're going to just go to town. Snickers, Sweetest Fish, Twizzlers, you name it, they're reading it. And what's going to happen? 20 minutes later, they're going to stuff their face. They're going to have a stomachache. They're going to be on the ground crying because they're in pain because they had too much candy. Too much of a good thing. They couldn't know, or they didn't know, I should say, or didn't want to exercise any restraint and maybe pace themselves. I think Russell Wilson was the adult NFL quarterback version of a kid with no restraints in a candy store. Meaning, Russell Wilson, his entire career in Seattle, was told no. Right? Pete Carroll reined him in. We talked about Pete not letting Russ cook. That was a big talking point and a big storyline as Russell Wilson's career evolved and as he became more of the centerpiece of the Seahawks team going forward and they moved away from the Legion of Boom, it was let Russ cook, right? That was a whole thing we talked about for a few years in Seattle. And the thing was always, and the the blame we always put was, well, Pete didn't let him cook. Pete always was kind of, you know, a guy who believes run game and defense still won championships in the modern NFL. Pete Carroll kind of pulled the reins back on Russell Wilson. So he heard no. He was kind of controlled, we'll say, for his time in Seattle. He last year then goes to Denver, and he is the king of the town. He's got Nathaniel Hackett, who, even though he's the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett is there to please Russ. Whatever Russ wants, Nathaniel does. If Russ wants a water, I bet you Hackett's running out there to the Rocky Mountains, getting a nice cold glass of water straight from the river, and running back to Russ to give it to him. He's basically his personal assistant. Whatever Russ wanted to do offensively, personnel-wise, scheme-wise, Nathaniel Hackett said, yes, Russ, you got it. That was his role. That was his job. So for the first time in his career, Russell Wilson had full say. He got whatever he wanted. And just like a kid in a candy store that gets whatever they want, he didn't know how to handle the power. Brought his quarterback coaching. All of a sudden now got a meeting, not, you know, or I should say, excuse me, an office, not where the players are. No, 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 no. He got an office upstairs, the C-suite, where the coaches are. He was making demands that were unrealistic for a lot of people in his position. And guess what? The Broncos did not say no. So he didn't know how to handle the power. He did not know how to be a leader when he heard the word yes all the time. And so now bringing in Sean Payton, the biggest thing for me that Payton brings is that leadership. Sean Payton, now going forward, controls the Broncos' offense, not Russ. Payton's going to tell Russ what to do. We're running this scheme, you're running this play, this is how we're going to design the offense, and this is who you're going to be throwing the ball to and handing the ball off to. There is no doubt who is in charge of this team and who is in charge of this offense. It's the head coach. Last year, it was Russ. So that, to me, was the biggest fault in the Broncos last year. And I, I think the leadership, or lack thereof, Russ having too much of a good thing, led to him on the field playing poorly. But I don't think his play was due to physical limitations. His body wearing down. Getting older. He's still in his peak. He still has a lot of good football left. He just got now, finally, the right head coach to get it out of him. So I'm in on the Broncos. In large parts, I still think Russell Wilson has a lot of good football left in him. Are you with me here? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Can't call. Tweet at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. But when you hear 
Sean Payne talk about what happened last year, I have a hard time saying he's wrong. Let me read you one quote he said to Jarrett Bell of USA Today when it comes to Russell Wilson kind of having too much power. He said this of Russell Wilson, quote, that wasn't his fault. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it all happen, end quote. I'm with Sean. I think he's right. I put more of the blame of Russ's downfall on those around him than Russ himself. No one stood up to him. No one said, I don't know, Russ, doesn't seem like a good idea. The word no, I don't think was used at all. And that to me was the biggest reason for their downfall. The head coach who's supposed to be the leader, who's supposed to set the tone for the team and have control Instead, in the Fenner Hackett last year for 15 games, had none of that. And so when Sean Payton says on the record, quote, it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Shoot. They couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. Where is he wrong? Where is he in, in those quotes there to USA Today pointing the finger at the wrong person? I think he's 100% right. I think he's 100% right when it comes to diagnosing the issues with Denver last year. And I think Sean is very confident that he is the fix going forward. And that's, to me, the biggest reason why he did something we really have never seen a head coach do. And that is openly trash another coach in uh, in the league. And not just that, openly trash a coach who he's going to face in a few weeks. Week five, Jets Broncos, let's go. But you never hear a coach say those words about, again, a coach in in the league. It's a fr- Coaching is a fraternity. But so there's never, for the most part, any bad words said about anyone. You rarely even in the media, former coaches in the media, hear them crush and criticize and call for someone's job in the current NFL when they're coaching. They protect each other. So for Sean Payne to kind of buck the trend, to go the other way, to do something no head coach has really ever done, that to me screams confidence. That to me screams, I know I got a talented team. I know I have the fix here. I know we're about to cause some real danger and some real havoc to the rest of the NFL. Buckle up. Storm is coming. They were 5-12 and 12 last year. This, to me, screams 12-5 and five playoff team for the Denver Broncos. Are you with me here? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Are you believing in the Broncos? Is Russell Wilson washed? Or does he still have some good play left in him? And also, too, why is Sean Payton saying these words on the record? Why is a head coach attacking another assistant when at this point there's really no reason to? Let's go to Q in Maryland. He's on the Ryan Hickey Show. What's up, Q? Hey, good evening, buddy. Listen, let me let me breeze through this real quick. Sure. Um... This guy sounded like a complete donkey. 
You're talking um, about Sean Payton? Correct. Uh, kudos to all of the guys around the league that stepped up and spoke on it. And this is why he knows he sounds like a complete donkey. That's why he's backtracking and apologizing now. Um, as far as this hype that you're talking, I'm not buying it. They'll be third. They'll be a better team than the uh, Vegas Raiders, but they'll still be third in their division. They're not making. They're not hitting twelve wins. I see this as a seven-win team. You talk about the coach was the big, the better, the best move made. Mm-hmm. That sounds fine and dandy, but uh, in my opinion, Belichick is the best head coach in the league currently, and he can't do but so much with the garbage. Well, I'm not saying Sean Payton's the best head coach, Q. I was more saying this past offseason, any move made, you know, whether it's a player acquisition, a trade for agent signing, I think to me the Sean Payton hiring is the best hire. He doesn't, no, he doesn't, that's my point. He doesn't get on the field and play. You can have the best coach on the sidelines all day, but at the end of the day, you still need quality play from your quarterback. The defense was a top five defense. I give them props, but as far as the offense, from what I've seen, this guy looked undecisive. I'm talking about on the field. I don't care what Hackett was calling off on the sidelines. He looked undecisive, unsure of himself, not confident. Yep. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I think this is about a 6-7 win team. They'll be better than uh, wow. the Vegas Raiders. But as far as them being in the playoffs, you can scratch that. And I think Rodgers to the Jets was the best move in this offseason. Take it easy, buddy. Q, you too, man. I appreciate the call. So there's Q. Going against everything I just said the last 15 minutes. He's out on Denver. Six wins. That's improvement from last year. But boy, oh boy, nowhere close to the 12 wins I think they're going to get. So whose side are you on here? 855-212-4227. Q says Sean Payton is an ass, and they're getting six wins. I'm saying Sean Payton is a savior, and they're getting 12 wins. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Are you believing in Denver? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Also, to a return, I do have one issue. One issue with Sean Payton. I'll tell you what that is when we do return. It's the Ryan Hickey Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. The Ryan Hickey Show returns on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey back with you here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so we're starting with your belief or lack thereof in the Denver Broncos. I'm all in. I think Sean Payton is the missing piece for this team where they were 5-12 and 12 last year. I think they're going 12-5 and five this year and making the playoffs. Russ still has, to me, a lot left in him to, uh, to play some good football, and I think Payton's the right coach to get it out of him. So I look at the Broncos. I'm in, and I look at Sean Payton's comments he made this week taking a blowtorch to any and everything Nathaniel Hackett did for this team last year, even calling out the Jets and their handling of Aaron Rodgers, calling about and talking about all the pomp and circumstance surrounding his arrival and hard knocks. He says basically he compared them to other dream teams where they kind of win the offseason and then flop in the regular season. So there was no one safer uh, when it comes to Sean Payton just calling out other coaches and other teams So I have no problem with it. I respect it. I really do. I do have one problem with Sean Payton, and that is this. I hate the fact that he apologized. I hate the fact that he spoke his mind. He had a message that he knew he wanted to deliver. And then a day after making those comments that were clearly targeted, that were clearly calculated, he's trying to walk it back. In case you missed it, 
Here was earlier on Friday, Sean Payton met with the media for the first time since making those comments to uh, to Sean, uh, to, excuse me, to USA Today. And he explained at least why he decided to take a blowtorch to both Nathaniel Hackett and the New York Jets. So not only is he trying to blame his media career that lasted all but you know all of one year, he also admitted a little bit later on in the press conference that he regrets his comments about both Hackett and the New York Jets. Look, I think he should be honestly applauded for what he said. Whether you agree with his comments or not, there's plenty of people that disagree with Sean Payton's comments overall. Whether you agree or disagree, he should be applauded for saying what's on his mind. I don't know about you, but for me, I am done with coach speak. I hate the cliche answers. I can't stand that they're not worried about the opponent. All we're worried about is us. We can only control what we can control. All we're worried about is getting 1% better each and every day. We have a lot of respect for this team. They are tremendously coached. They're always dangerous. We hear the same 10 lines of garbage fed down our throats every single week in the NFL season. And really, for the most part, because it carries through all sports, 365 days a year. I'm basically 30 years old. So I don't have the best history, so if there's something that happened before my lifetime, I apologize for not knowing it. But I can't recall, he's off the top of my head, another head coach being so brutally honest about his thoughts and his feelings about what happened before he got there and how he thought the regime of a previous coaching staff, how they screwed everything up. I want more of that. I want more coaches feeling like they have the ability to say how they feel. Not hide behind some BS coach speak and feed you garbage that they don't even believe in terms of respect the opponent and they're a great coach or they're a great quarterback even though they're ranked dead last in offense. I respect and appreciate honesty. And I hate the fact that Peyton felt like he had to now walk his comments back or try to justify what he said. Just double down, man. He said it. He's media savvy. He knew what he was doing. I fully believe Peyton went into the interview knowing I'm going to say it. I know I'm going to get some blowback, but I'm not going to regret it. I know what I'm doing. That was not an accident. He said he stepped in it. Stepping in it is saying a word or a sentence maybe that in the moment you don't truly believe and right away like, oh, shoot, shouldn't have said that. Don't really believe that. Maybe it's a little exaggerated or maybe a little unfair. That interview, he was making a lot of points that felt like it was on his chest for a while. He had to let it go. So don't apologize for telling the truth. I think, again, whether you agree with his comments or not, it's a different story. I think everyone should appreciate the candidness 
that he felt he was able to share, and that should be applauded. I doubt now, especially seeing the reaction, that any other coach is going to feel the need to be that open going forward, but I would love it. Oh, would I love it. That would be tremendous, I think, for the NFL, tremendous for all sports. We got more brutal honesty like we just saw from Sean Payton a few days ago. But 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, at Ryan underscore Hickey, and the number three is where you can get me on Twitter. Are you buying into the Broncos? Are they going to have a turnaround under Sean Payton and just really were screwed by the bad coaching last year? Or is this team more flawed than even Payton has given credit for? Let's go out to Stephen calling from San Francisco. What's up, Stephen? Yeah, hey, Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. Um, did you take? Um, did you pick the Broncos last year? To win the Super Bowl, you'd be correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, nailed that I, one. If I were you, you know, if you take that pick from last year, coupled with your incredibly unsuccessful Hickey's Hickey's, <laughs> And then you uh, also picked Florida Atlantic to win the NCAA championship. I, you know, that was in the Ryan, final four. You might, you might want to just back off on the predictions. That would be my thought. Steven, are you are you a perfect predictor? Or are you? Oh, Steven, don't tell me you're one of those guys that doesn't get predictions. Uh, no, you know, I, 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 I play, uh, I play my bets with my heart, which is why I rarely win them. Um, so, and I, I rarely, I don't really bet. I'm not a gambling man, but no, but just, I, you don't have to, I'm not a big gambler either, but just, you know, talk with friends thinking who's going to win. Like, don't tell me you're one of those guys that, oh, you know, whoever plays the best game is going to win. Like, don't be afraid no, to go I'm on not, a limb. I'm wrong. No, I admit it. it's no problem. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys, but I am. I am one of the guys that likes to poke fun at, at, um, someone who, uh, I like guys like me. Yeah. <laughs> I really I enjoy your show, Ryan. I, I enjoy CBS Sports, and uh, I appreciate you taking the call. And for your sake, yeah, man, I'll, maybe I'll start rooting for the Broncos this year. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. For those counting at home, I just pulled up the Hickey's Picky standings from last football season, which will be back in a few weeks when we do uh, kick off the NFL season here. So just about a month or so from now, Hickey's Pickies season two. We'll be coming to a radio station near you. Make sure to tune in and participate. The record, and Stephen, unfortunately, is accurate. My record last year, 37, 54, and 2. Not great. Not great. That is for sure. But at least in terms of being great, that's what I think Peyton's going to bring to this team. Bringing a confidence, bringing a competence that this team was missing, and I think he knows it. That, to me, is the reason why he felt so strong and felt so outspoken. Is because he think he knew in the back of his mind, these comments are going to sound bad, but I know I have the team to back it up. If he thought he had a bad team, or maybe, you know what, it wasn't totally Hackett's fault, and this team stinks, and Russ, is, uh, Russ excuse me, is washed, I don't think he's making those comments like he did the other day. Let's go out to ZZ. Calling from Arizona at 855-212-4227. Hello, ZZ. Hey, Ryan. A couple points I want to I say. I'll never forget last year. First of all, Nathaniel Hackett, before he was hired as a head coach, he never had experience calling plays. It was kind of a, a shocker when he was hired because they made him out to be, 
you know, the, 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 the face of the offense in, in Green Bay, but he wasn't the one calling the plays. And I'll, I'll never forget, I think it was against Indianapolis. It was a Thursday night game, and Chris Collinsworth was referring to Hackett as like this magician. He's like, you watch, you know, watch Hackett do his magic, his thing, but <laughs> he'd never, he's never proven anything in, in the league. So I, I'm going to agree. It's obvious that he didn't do as good of a job as Denver would have hoped, but Sean Payton might have those opinions, but he's really asking for himself to, to eat crow, to go out and be as cocky as he was to say what he did. Denver, on paper, their running backs aren't, aren't great. I understand that Javante Williams was supposed to have a great year last mm-hmm. year, but coming off a, a major injury where he had multiple injuries, Perrine or Perrine, I don't know how to pronounce, pronounce the backup from uh, Cincinnati. Samaj Perrine. Perrine, thank you, is probably going to start the season as a starting running back. Sean Payton needs his running backs to be strong in his offense. And I don't think Denver has it. And I'm also going to make a point. Sean Payton is a great coach. Yes, I think that Russell Wilson is, is a much better quarterback than he was last year. And it proves that you see what, what Pete Carroll's doing with uh, with uh, his quarterback. I forgot what his quarterback Gino is. Smith. Uh, what? Geno Smith. Thank you, Geno Smith. No one ever got as much out of Geno Smith than Pete Carroll. You're right so about maybe... that. ZZ, really fast here. I, I, I apologize to interrupt, but I do have, honestly, some pressing questions for you really fast here. I need, yes, I need some help yes, from you specifically. Yes, sir. What part of Arizona are you calling from? Scottsdale. Par- perfect. ZZ, I'm coming to your town next week. I have a bachelor party in Scottsdale. I need okay. your honest advice here. We are yes. scheduled to play golf at 12.30 in the afternoon. Will <laughs> I be alive? You better wear some sort of protection. I mean, it's 115. Degrees. I know. It's the record heat for the desert. I'm, I'm worried about my life. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was driving along the 10 freeway, and it had to be about 115 out. And there was a guy walking without a shirt on, in between exits on the side of the highway. Like, he had at least a five-mile walk. I don't know how he was able to do it. But we're going to get back to football. I want to ask you a question. I agree that Sean Payton is going to make a difference, but let's look at their schedule. They're not going to sweep Kansas City. I don't think they're going to sweep the Chargers, and I don't think they're going to sweep the Raiders. The Raiders stink. ZZ, the Raiders stink. I'm not... Listen, I, I, I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback that, that's going to win, like, Fantasy League, but he just when he plays, he, has, he normally wins games. He does what he has to to win games. And so... Josh McDaniels last year, ZZ, lost yeah. to Baker Mayfield, who was in L.A. for, like, 40 hours before getting in that game, and lost to right. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Jeff Saturday! <laughs> okay, okay, so let's say they sweep the Raiders. You think they're better than San Francisco? The 49ers? No, but they don't have to be. Do you think they're better than Buffalo? Uh, no, I do not. Do you think, do you think they're better than Miami? Uh, I think they're slightly below. Minnesota? Yes. Oh, gosh, that's a tough call. Okay, I don't, I don't know about that. Why you, my question is, is why, why are you talking NFC teams here? Because this, 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 these are the teams that Denver plays this year. Oh, okay. Out of, okay, sorry. Out, out of out of conference, out, out of division, they have a tough schedule. Washington, 
Sam Howell, I know, is like a rookie, but people are saying Sam Howell is is, 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 is where I I do apologize. We are running a little late, so i got to let you go. If we're going to be hyping up Sam Howell, I I can't. That's where I'll I'll draw the line, and we're going to try to hype up Josh McDaniels. That's where I'll cross the line. I'm a little concerned ZZ did not guarantee that I'm going to be alive after playing around the golf. I'm a little nervous that he kind of avoided the question and just talked about some guy walking between exits with no shirt on. Maybe that's a good sign that... The heat is not as bad as it, it seems, but I will be honest. I am very nervous next week that I will not be not be around. Melt, just melt on the 13th hole. And my golf game sinks, so I got to worry about, you know, not finishing a great round. But boy, oh boy, if I just, this way I can shoot a 200. If I just make it through 18 in one piece, I will take it. I will take it. All right, so 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Are you buying into the Broncos this year with Sean Payton? Or Sean Payton, I'm eating, as Zizi would say, a lot of crow with his words and then not backing it up on the field this year. We'll get your thoughts. And also, the Broncos are a team that did not make the playoffs last year. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. There are four teams that I think missed the playoffs last year that will make the playoffs this year. Denver is one. I'll tell you the other three when we do return right here on the Ryan Icke Show with yours truly, Ryan Icke, hosted right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Ryan Hickey Show. Four NFL teams missed the playoffs last year. I think we'll be back in the postseason this year. One of them, you already know we've been talking about so far this basically entire hour, Denver Broncos. I believe in Sean Payton. I don't think Russell Wilson is washed up whatsoever. Big year from both of them coming Broncos back in the playoffs. Another AFC team I'm buying in on, the Cleveland Browns. Look, I know it's been a while since we've seen Deshaun Watson play at a high level, but he is a really damn good quarterback, and I think he got a lot of the rust off late last season. I think he'll be a lot better this year in really, truly year number one for Cleveland as a full-time starter. They have a lot of talent throughout their entire team, especially on defense as well. I am really bullish on the Browns. I think they make it back to the postseason after what was a pretty rough year last year for obvious reasons, mostly to Sean Watson off the field related. They, though, I think this year get back into the playoffs. Those are two teams from the AFC. Missed the playoffs last year, in the playoffs this year. In the NFC, I got two more for you. The Los Angeles Rams, I think right now the most overlooked team in the NFL. Let's not forget who they are bringing back in 2023. Their head coach, Sean McVay, one of the best NFL head coaches so far in this league. Matthew Stafford, pretty damn good quarterback. Last time he was fully healthy, won a Super Bowl. Cooper Cup, last time he was fully healthy, top five wide receiver in the NFL. Aaron Donald, arguably best defensive player in the NFL. They have a healthy old line where last year they were super banged up. Now they should be back ready to go. And you have a weak NFC conference where the bottom wild card spots, spots six, seven, they're open. That's a lot of talent the Rams got. I think they bounce back and make the playoffs, and the Lions as well. I'm buying into the hype. I like the way Jared Goff finished last season. I think that's going to carry over from last year into this year. Defense improved as well. Lions. I know it's a popular pick, and I'm with everyone here. Lions back in the postseason. So Lions, Rams, Browns, Broncos. Four teams missed the playoffs last year back into the playoffs this season. 855-212-4227.
What one playoff team that missed last year do you think will get into the playoffs this year? And are you buying in on the Broncos? Are you in on Sean Payton being the answer? Or will he just be an embarrassment after he talked the talk about trashing Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets, but he couldn't walk the walk and having another equally bad season in Denver, kind of similar to what they had last year. Mason is calling from Charlotte. Hello, Mason. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it, man. Um, so basically this is what happened. Um, Peyton realized that all you had to do, I'm a diehard Broncos fan, been for 30 years. Um, uh, regardless, he, all he had to do was score over 20 points. And last year they would have won like 10 games. So what he did was you pop in the first game. They lost to Seattle. It was the worst coaching job. Everybody nationally called out Hackett right there. Yep. So he was like, oh, this guy, I don't even have to watch the next 16 weeks. <laughs> we're good to go. So he does a press conference, and like you were, you were touching on it, to get the confidence right there for the players. So you buying like, hey, in, dude, Mason? Oh, I'm a Broncos fan. I mean, um, well, you could be skeptical as a Broncos fan if you weren't all in. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, put this way, the, we're going to do better. Okay, and anything anything can happen. But yes, Peyton. Yes, I'm, I'm glad we're, we're there. But I mean, we haven't beat the Chiefs since Mahomes has been there. Can I, mean, I get you to say the P word, Mason? Can you say it with me on three? And please, I, I pray to God you know what keyword I'm talking about yeah, here. But, but you know what? Like the other caller, I've listened to you all the time. I've talked to you before. I, I, you're, you're not mush yet. Oh, don't say the M word. You're getting close. Hey, and by the way, the Panthers are the team that's going to be the uh, Ooh, team spicy. That, like what you led into. But no, literally, literally, that's what Peyton, did, or, uh, Peyton said. He watched the first game. I don't need to watch anything more. But no, the Panthers is, and the uh, and the only reason is because the NFC South is terrible. NFC like, South is not uh, not good. Mason, appreciate the call, man. Not great. Couldn't get a Broncos fan on board to say the playoffs. Playoffs. Come on, someone's got to be with me here. Paul, call from Rhode Island. What's up, Paul? My man. What's up, buddy? You are famous in Rhode Island, especially when Rhode Island Rooster calls you. Now. Let's uh, brag about this man. This man had breeze. He has stature. And he would never go to Broncos if he didn't know Russell Wilson was there. Okay? I would agree with now, that. Now, you know that there's three divisions that have problems because uh, there's just so many good teams. The Patriots division. Uh, the Cowboys division and this Broncos division is the problem is, is it's Mahomes. Yeah. When you, you must host if you want to go farther. And the problem is this guy, Mahomes, if he is not diving the sideline to get a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> okay. We're not stupid. Whatever, whatever that Zulu name player that pushed him out, he knew exactly what he was, was doing. But anyway, Broncos are going to come in second, Raiders third, wow. and, and that, 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 that's You're down on the Chargers, huh, Paul? Now, I'll brag about my Patriots. Oh, uh, here we go. Because that's my homeland team. 
My second team is the Lions. I think they're going to win the division. Coach, quarterback. Okay? Now, you have to understand, there's three divisions that are going to have a hard time this year making a wild card. Cowboys division, Broncos division. Yes, yes. I got to run here, Paul. It's about to end of the hour, but yes. AFC East is tough. NFC East is tough. AFC West is tough. We know. Look, I'm not saying Super Bowl for the Broncos. I'm not even telling you they're going to win a playoff game. All I'm saying is get into the dance. They can do that. My three wild card teams, because they're not being the Chiefs, they're not winning the division. Dolphins and no water, Broncos, Browns. There you go. Those are your AFC wild card teams. When we come back, I'll ask you this question. If every NFL quarterback was available, how many teams are keeping their current quarterback? I have three. I'll tell you who they are next. It's Ryan Icke on CBS Sports Radio.